Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. It is me. It's Jen. Welcome if you're new to the community. I hope everyone had a nice week. If you are in New York like myself, it was such a sunny week. It was literally 70 degrees the other day. I was hot walking around, which has not happened in so long. So I'm thrilled with this weather. It is changing my entire mood, my entire vibe, and I just hope that you guys are feeling the same. So let's just jump right into it. What was in alignment for me this week and what was out of alignment for me this week. And as always, Please reflect on your weeks as well. One million percent what was in alignment for me this week and hopefully is going to be in alignment for me the entire summer because I'm feeling such a shift is my social life. <laughs> Allow me to elaborate. So it's it's not even just my social life. It's getting out of the apartment, making more plans, just the feeling of turning a new leaf. It's spring. I feel like we're heading into summer and I'm really just trying to prioritize like laughing and being with friends and not putting so much pressure on myself to hunker down and edit and do this and do that like we have been in this pandemic on basically locked down for a whole year and it is finally nice out and people are finally getting vaccinated and it just feels good to laugh again and to go on long walks. So even last night, it was my sister's birthday. I went and stopped by, said happy birthday to her. Then I went for dinner with a few of my best friends. It was just so nice. It's so nice like having plans again and not being all consumed by work and, you know, being all in my head and being in my apartment. Like it just felt really good. And something else I prioritized this week was... Throughout the day, prioritizing even just five-minute breaks. So I would be working all day and I would literally put in my calendar five minutes to go for a walk, five minutes to read. I didn't end up doing that, but like I would literally put in my calendar 6.30 when the workday is done, read for 10 minutes. I didn't end up doing it because I was too hungry, but (laughs) the point is I did take breaks throughout the day. I would do like a 10-minute stretch and then get back into work. I would go for a walk and then get back into work just to like break up the day. And it made me super, super productive and focused because it was like, okay, this hour or this 45 minutes is dedicated to work. And then I get to go for a walk and listen to a podcast or do a stretch or do a workout, whatever it was. So I just really like that new mentality of like, you can be super productive as long as you're taking little breaks throughout the day for yourself. And it's just something I'm trying to do more of because as we know, 
I and so many people are dealing with burnout and something I'm realizing is it's not just like your typical burnout of, you know, oh, I, I had the craziest week. I'm feeling so burnt out. It's like I have been heads down in work for the past year. Like during the pandemic, how I made it through is focusing on work. Like if I'm going to be in my studio apartment for the past eight months alone, that is what I spent my time doing. And I think So many of us are just feeling that burnout from the pandemic as a whole as we're now like on the other side of the one year and it's a lot. So I'm trying to just in order to stay productive, make time for myself throughout the day and it's just it's something I'm trying to do more of because I'm working on a solo episode for you guys and some YouTube content around how to stay productive while avoiding burnout because clearly this is front of mind for me and this is an obstacle that I'm trying to tackle. I don't want to feel this huge, huge burden of burnout ever again. I want to stay super productive while making sure that I'm like maintaining my self-care and and not overwhelming myself because I don't like these extreme periods of burnout. I'm down to feel burnt out on a Sunday and like recharge and get back on it on a Monday, but This is like an extreme long period of burnout that I hope that no one ever experiences ever again. Obviously, it's going to happen, but I'm just trying to like find little ways to fix it. So figured I would share that with you guys because that really worked for me this week. Just taking a sip of my tea, you guys. I I know I've been spamming my Instagram stories with Saqqara products because I have been buying them left and right because every time I love something, I want to try something else. It is truly an addiction at this point just because their stuff makes me feel so good. I'm sipping on the digestive tea right now. There's peppermint in it and like a few other things that I don't even know what it is. Is there lion's mane? I don't know. There's a few things in their digestive tea that I can't even say the names of them right now because they're not common things in tea. But they, oh there's fennel in there. There's a few other things and you just can't find this kind of tea anywhere else. Like Saqqara teas are, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I actually am an ambassador, as most of you guys know. So for 20% off for new customers, you can use code XOGENLAUREN. I'll put it in the in the show notes for you. But I just, I need a tea break. Hold on. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. Okay, so now what was out of alignment for me this week is that burnout that we were just talking about. I, not even burnout, because I'm, I'm working my way through it. I am. But I'm still feeling unmotivated in editing. I don't know what it is. I got in such a groove with it and really loved it. But because I've been so productive with work, like my my full-time job all day, it is so hard for me at night. I plan to edit at night and it's so hard for me to want to just edit all night when there's, you know, I could just be like drinking some tea and watching Summer House. Like I am really trying to avoid burnout. So when I don't want to edit, I like to take care of myself and just relax instead, but it's hard because I'm feeling unmotivated while I'm trying to prevent burnout and relax. So it's just been something I'm, I'm really trying to get a handle on. And once I really come up with all my, all my new ways to avoid burnout and stay productive, I will be making so much content around it, but testing out a bunch of techniques. So sorry if this is TMI, nothing is off limits for me. <laughs> I have had my period for two weeks. It finally ended today. But I know last week when I did my intro, I told you I had it for a full week the entire time I was in Florida, and it just ended today. So it has been two full weeks of feeling irritable, gross, you know, all those things that you feel on your period. I was feeling fatigued, like 
My workout game has not been strong at all. I just, I have not been feeling good and I'm just excited for next week to like hop back on the workout train. I want to start fresh on Monday. There's something about a Monday that just lets you like reset, even a Sunday. I am excited for that. I actually asked you guys in the community tab on YouTube to give me all of your favorite or all of the work YouTube fitness people that you want me to try out because Next week, I'm going to try out a new YouTube fitness workout every single day. So I know a lot of you have been asking me to do Caroline Gervan, I believe you pronounce it. So I'm definitely going to do hers. I'm going to try a new one and give you my first impressions every day. So it'll be a week of workouts. And I think that'll be a good way to like get me back in the workout groove. So I'm really excited for that. If there's anyone that you guys think of, just feel free to DM me at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's or here at the Dare to Self Care Pod Instagram. You know where to find me. Let me know if there's anyone you guys want me to try out. So let's breathe in what was in alignment for this week and let's breathe out everything that was out of alignment for us this week. You guys, if you really do that with intention, it feels so good. So let's introduce this week's guest. Get ready to be motivated, talk about burnout and needing some some spring cleaning. I think this is perfect timing. Spring cleaning, getting us remotivated. We have organized Jane on the podcast this week. She is a Swiss Canadian author, speaker, and she's a life and business organizer. So her passion's in decluttering spaces, but also organizing business processes. So she'll talk all about what that means and how to do it yourself, all things organization. We talk about where to start when it feels intimidating, how to start organization hacks. And also like a bit about how she started her business and how she's had the confidence to put herself out there on YouTube and podcasting and just go out of her comfort zone more than, you know, an average organizing business would just post some Instagram pics on there, but she really utilizes all platforms and it's really interesting to hear about. So this episode, I remember like right after we got off the, (laughs) the recording, I reorganized my whole desk. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that so the day that I recorded this podcast, I shot so much content, so many videos, like did so much and my room was a mess and I put on my Instagram story like I'm going to take Jane's advice. I'm going to set my clock for 15 minutes and this seems so daunting looking at my entirely messy apartment, but I guarantee it'll take quicker than 15 minutes and just knowing that I was on a timer not only allowed me to be like super efficient and quick, but it ended up taking less than 15 minutes and it just always shows you that like it seems more daunting than it is. So I got a lot out of this episode personally and I think it's the perfect timing with spring cleaning and all of that and you know all the burnout that we're all feeling. So I hope you guys take something from this. Definitely let me know if you do. And quickly before we get into the episode, I know I have been talking about going live on YouTube the past few weeks and there is just something that's been holding me back. It's definitely the burnout, but I think there's a bit of anxiety like, What if no one shows up? Getting so nervous about it. But even if just two of you showed up and really wanted to journal with me and have a self-care morning rituals discussion, that would be amazing. Like, I just want to connect with anyone who is listening to, to the podcast, watching my YouTube videos. Like, if any of you are out there, I'm thinking of going live this week. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to rip the band-aid. We talked about a few weeks ago on my last solo episode how to build up the confidence to put yourself out there. So I'm going to take my own advice. Go live on YouTube because you guys voted yes when I asked if you would want me to go live after we hit 3,000 subscribers. So I'm going to 100% do it. 
I'm aiming to do it this week. I will promote it on all my socials so you definitely won't miss it. And you know, if you want to talk about morning rituals and journal before bed, then definitely join us. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with Organized Jane. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you and talk all things organization today. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So we start every episode with asking our guests, what is your top self-care ritual that has played a role in your success? Yes, and that's a great question because I don't have a typical morning routine or I don't, um, you know, my days as an entrepreneur, they can be different every single day. But what I do try and do every single week is very similar to a lot of other people is just do some form of exercise. I don't need to stick to a rigorous schedule, but my self-care is really just going jogging a couple times a week when I can or going to the gym or doing a 20-minute session on Zoom with my friends. Whatever it is, that's kind of my self-care. Yeah, moving your body is so important. I feel like as I've gotten older, I realize it's so it's about so much more than just your physical health, but your mental health too. And also, you know, we're all working from home. So I feel like any way you can get your body moving and energy flowing, like otherwise you're just stagnant. I feel like the ideas come up more and like my creativity and my energy comes from moving my body and the days where I'm just like, sitting, working all day long, I feel so stagnant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's start with, I want to get into all things organization, but you started an incredible company. You founded a company that's about so much more than just like home organization from what I can see. So can we just start with like your story? Were you always super organized growing up or was there a moment where you were like, I have to get my shit together and it changed everything for you? Like how, how did this happen? I know a lot of people ask me this question, and actually, what if anybody listening has kids too, around, I've done a lot of research on this, around ages six to eight is when you can see kids becoming either disorganized or organized, and it's also the best time to help change those habits. So when I was six years old, I clearly remember I grew up on a dairy farm. I used to organize my pet cats even, stuffed animals, books, and all through my primary school and high school and university, I was always helping friends get organized. And it was really my passion. So it started at a really young age for me. And I just didn't, I didn't fully believe I could make it a business or I didn't believe in my skills enough to make it a business. So I I worked in corporate for a long time before I started Organized Jane. Amazing. So you worked in corporate. What field were you working in? Yeah, so I, I started in insurance and in like, account representative, and then I went back to get an MBA and a master's in international business. I wanted to work internationally for a big global company, and then I ended up in construction. And there I managed a lot of plants and people, and while I was doing that, I realized it was all just about organizing processes, mm-hmm. people, <laughs> even inside of plants, they're safer if they're more organized. And then my last role in corporate was a consulting role for process optimization. So again, all related to organizing. And I did that role for three years in Switzerland before they were going to move me again. Wow. And I loved it, but I really wanted to help people versus shareholders. And that's when I thought I have to start my own business. That's amazing. I love like the evolution of, you know, you realize you're actually kind of doing it in your job, but there's just little things that you'd prefer in terms of like structure and who you're actually serving. So 
When did you first get the idea sparked in your head and then eventually quit your job and, and take the leap to found your own company? Well, I actually founded it um, right after my MBA, like in 2007, it was the original founding date. And I did everything I was supposed to do at the time, you know, registered a company, you know, got a website, but I was, and I knew intellectually I could help people, but I was really scared to market myself. And this was before lifestyle bloggers, this was before Mm -hmm. I was just, and I got bad advice from some corporate mentors saying, "You, you shouldn't start your own company unless you get fired and all this stuff. Yeah. So I actually failed the company in 2007, and then I restarted it in 2017 when I decided to, when my company was moving me again, and I thought, you know what, this is a time when I'm more confident, I have the skills, I have the network, I'm ready to market myself, and I'm going to do it. So it was kind of a, um, I failed the first time, and the second time I knew where I had to improve on. I love that. Sometimes our failures are our biggest lessons, and mm-hmm. it sounds like you learned a lot. Was there like a big lesson that you wish you knew when you first started that you would give as a piece oh. of advice to anyone? Listen to podcasts like this, you know, read books, <laughs> get in, in mentor. Now there is so much availability for networking groups and mentors online even. And I hired a, I hired a personal branding coach, like hire a coach for what you need help with immediately. Mm-hmm. Had I done that 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have failed. So I hired, this time around, I said I need to work on marketing myself, so I hired a personal branding coach. After that, I hired um, a coach to help me launch my course, right? So every stage of your business, I believe you should have a coach. Yeah, I feel like there's some shame that people feel sometimes in having to seek help and not doing it all on their own, but it's actually a really smart business move to hire people that are smarter than you, to learn from them, and to not have to fail a million times to then figure out the big lesson, but actually be coached along the way to do it right. I completely agree with that. I always, I look into mentors and different programs for whether it's podcasting or YouTube, whatever it is, because I agree that it's so important. And sometimes there's like some shame around that. So I actually really love that advice. Yeah, I wrote a blog post on that shame too. um, uh, Probably. Oh, really? Yeah, just saying like, Back my old in corporate, I would have looked at like, well, coaches, why do you need to hire a coach? She must be not doing like she must not be good enough or whatnot. Yeah. But really, it's the opposite. If you can invest in yourself and they help keep you accountable, you're supporting their business. And now I'm a coach myself. Right. I love that. So you finally do quit and you're working for yourself. How do you how did you cope with the stress and anxiety of all of a sudden, you know, you're not getting that steady paycheck and you're really just relying on yourself? Like, how do you deal with that stress? You know, that's such a good question. I think everybody will deal with it differently. (laughs) And as an entrepreneur, like there's an entrepreneurial mindset that you have to believe that it's going to work. And I I constantly knew I was like, I just have to keep going. It's my passion and my skills those combined, it will work. So if you have something you're truly passionate about and skilled at and trained at, you will be able to make it work. And there's a lot of grit involved, a lot of (laughs) just keep going. But I had, I also had a a nest egg from corporate. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'll make sure I have enough income set aside for if I don't make money for a year, because Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses don't make money for the first even three years. So I think it's really important that you're also realistic when you're starting and have some kind of um, not everybody has that luxury, maybe if they're let go or whatnot, but really take that um, passion and skill and believe in yourself. Yeah, and if you can, being able to plan for it probably yeah. alleviates some of that 
stress and anxiety right off the bat because yeah. like you know what you're getting yourself into you know you have you know a cushion to fall back on so I think that's great advice mm-hmm. but your company started correct me if I'm wrong did it start as home organization and then you evolved it into like business organization can you talk to us about what you guys offer yeah, it's a great question because I call myself a life biz organizer and really I want to help people organize their lives and businesses. So I just really, working in construction for so long, I really, I crave that, you know, working with women, having a, a pretty brand. I love lifestyle and handbags and closets, but really my skill set is to help people organize processes, right? So I wanted to combine the two and now my main impact it has evolved i write books on you know organizing your closet and also decluttering your house and your emails but also my main impact is really my 6 week accelerator course to help women entrepreneurs organize the back end of their business and the first week is all about your home life too your tasks at home so it's still combining home and business but i would say my real impact is really on the business organizing side did it start as that or did it start as home no. organization it started as a mix. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't. I, I actually never went into a lot of people's home to organize just because it takes a lot of time and I didn't see a good return on that. So mm-hmm. my first couple of clients were actually consulting clients that I knew from corporate. I went and said, hey, I can do this project for you. Um, it was all process related and organizing. So I think it evolved. It, it looks like I'm a home organizer in the beginning and I had to mm-hmm. really change that messaging because it really wasn't what I was doing. But I still love doing it. I love helping friends. I will mm-hmm. take a project here and there, but it's not my main impact where I could really help and scale also. Okay. So when you say like you or- help organize business processes, what does that mean? Like tangibly, what are you helping to organize? Is it like files and Google Drive and things like that? So every business is obviously a bit different, but in my right. six-week course, we start with the first is your time, organizing the tasks on there, making sure you're focused on your revenue-generating activities. Next, it goes into your operational procedures. So how are you getting your product or your service to your customer in the most organized fashion and the most lean way? So even with your podcast, how are you getting out there? Um, what's the process? And the third week is all about, everybody loves the third week, it's all about um, accounting and finance, so organizing your back end of your accounting. Everybody loves that section. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard one. That that's the one that we all that we all avoid. <laughs> exactly, everybody avoids this. When they come to my course, I make them do it, and we feel so much better afterwards. Because as an entrepreneur, we need to have our accounting organized. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the marketing side, which is really about your content creation and how how you're getting your message out. Simple organized sales funnels, and then the last week is about HR. Your how you organize your team, your growth of your team, and the last week is really streamlining it. So that's my process that I learned and kind of adapted in in my years of working. So when it comes to your business clients, do do you find that they say that they also feel such a weight lifted off their their shoulders and their personal lives as well and just like feel mentally clear rather than just, you know, oh, my business is being run really well now? Like, do you find that there's a direct correlation between their mental clarity? Oh, 100%. And there is, um, in my book, Decluttering for Dummies, the first part is all about uh, mental decluttering because it is it affects every aspect of our life and our business. So a lot of my clients, they first come and they think, oh, I'm going to like get my files color-coded. I'm like, no, it's much more than that, right? It's the mental mm-hmm. capacity of focusing on the right tasks, having the right people do the right 
tasks in your business too. So having all of that organized efficiently. Yeah, so it's interesting because I've always wanted to be super organized. Like I've always, you know, I feel organized in terms of like that is what I enjoy. But for so long, I pre-pandemic felt like I just didn't have the time. Like there was literally no time to, you know, I would stare at this pile of clothes for months Literally, like, a year would go by, and I would just complain about it and stare at it and hate it. But, like, by the time I got home from work and did this and did that, I had no energy for it. So, really, a lot of what I've done during the pandemic is I started getting really into taking that extra time to get organized. And I even hired a professional organizer, and what I realized through all of that is, like, now I have a system, and that's what I had did not have before. Like, I feel like... I wanted to get organized, but I didn't, it was like, there were things everywhere and there was no place for it. And I didn't know how to like create a space for different things. And it just sounded so overwhelming to me, but the like mental clarity that I have now with an organized space is wild. Like I find myself because now everything has a place. It's so much easier for me to clean up at the end of the day or as I move through my day, because there's a system in place. So what would you say is you know, the first step, if someone's listening, they're super overwhelmed and they're like, how do I create this system for myself? Like I can't afford, you know, an organizer or whatever it is. What would be like that first step to creating a system? I love how you said that because your life and your business should all have organized systems. And it's so overwhelming. Sometimes you, you mentioned it a couple times. The mm-hmm. first step I would say is you cannot do it all at once. If you're overwhelmed in your space, take one place Today, when you're listening to this podcast, think about when you hear the word clutter or disorganization, what is the one space or trigger that comes into your head? That Mm -hmm. should be where you start, but not all at once. I would say 10 minutes a day, set a calendar invite in your phone and just say, I'm going to tackle this space 10 minutes every single day. It could be a computer files, it could be a closet, and start there. That small progress will help you reach your goal and put a system in place versus just overhauling it with no system and then the next day it's already disorganized again. Yeah, I love that idea of just 10 minutes a day or like throw on a podcast and organize a space until the podcast is done, like make it enjoyable also. Yes. Yeah, when I was starting to like organize different spaces, I put on the home edit because it was new on Netflix and it just like gets you inspired and motivated. So somehow making it fun really helped for me, like even watching YouTubers, you know, organizing their own space and getting ideas too, like even on Pinterest, because sometimes with the system, it's like, but how do I create a system? So even looking at photos and like your Instagram and seeing how other people, you know, get certain size bins and like really getting that information. But also I agree with you that it's very overwhelming. So you need to do like little things at a time. You can't expect to like have your whole apartment changed in one day. So I really like that advice. And I feel like it's become you know, more in front of our faces than ever now that most of us are working from home. Like we're literally faced with the disorganization every single day. And for me, I live in a studio apartment. I'm very lucky that it's big, but it's like, I work here, I sleep here, I work out here, I cook here, like I do everything here. So something that's been super important for me is like having each literally like it could be two foot Like my gym is over here to the left of me and it's like two feet wide, but just like having designated spaces has been really helpful for me. So I guess my question is like, 
how can we use organization to set up those boundaries and like hacks for people working from home right now? Yeah, the pandemic has definitely brought a new level of working from home and now we're surrounded by the clutter that we've had in our homes all the time. So if that, like I like your idea of putting in little space, putting in kind of set dividers and a lot of people with kids and, and maybe smaller homes, they don't have that, they can't do that. But really, it's think about what you're using on a daily basis, especially in your office space or wherever you're working now, and eliminate and donate what you're not needing. Now is the time to do that because when we were in our office, we probably had a lot of files and stuff, but we never looked at them, needed them. And now when we're in our office or home, we're actually realizing we can do our job without that anyways. So now is a good time to evaluate what you need, what you don't need, and start getting rid of those items. And a lot of people are needing, schools are needing school supplies. Like other, you know, shelters are needing clothes and, th and whatnot. So now is also a great time to donate those items. Yeah, and that's actually a great motivator to have a certain cause or charity that you know you can donate to. It, it might motivate you to, you know, get your stuff together. I also really... I hadn't thought about it that way. Like now that we were all forced to sit home and not have all of the things that we have in an office, it's like, did we really need all those folders and files and a million pens and whatever we had there? Like chances are you're pretty, especially everything's digital now. I think that's yeah. one thing I learned working from home. It's like all of those folders and files and things that we were printing to bring to meetings and whatever it was, like it's all online like truly everything I need is on this one computer so anything extra we have enough which is making me realize like anything extra we have it probably takes two minutes to go through you know that one stack of papers on your desk and something that I always realize is like any task that seems daunting ends up being so much quicker than you make it up in your head like if you just need to go through your files and you put a podcast on that's 45 minutes long you'll realize that like four minutes in you're done so it's interesting. I'm wondering if like when you're working with clients, do you find that they put things off for so long and it seems so daunting and then it takes so much quicker than we realize? A hundred percent. I'm a big fan of like the 10 or 15 minute rule. So I sell <clears throat> these time cubes on Organized Jane and I say, if your timer on for 15 minutes, it is blinking at you. And, and when I put it on and it, it blink red, and start the task. Just start it. I don't care if it's a project that'll take you a year. Start 15 minutes right now. Once you're in that momentum, usually you don't even want to stop, like you said, or it goes a lot quicker than you thought. Yeah, I love that. That's also true. It ends up, it ends up being like, oh wait, that took so quick. I can do another area of my room or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And once you're in the zone, it becomes fun. I think the daunting part of it is just staring at a certain space that you want to be cleared so badly and not doing it. Yeah. But I guess it's all about just like doing it, like setting aside. It doesn't have to be an hour long project, just that 15 minute timer. I think that's such a great idea. And you mentioned a lot about like decluttering your mind. Can you speak more about that? Is that just the result of decluttering your space or do you have like actual techniques to decluttering your mind? Well, the one technique is to declutter your space because if there is something on your desk that you're focusing on or thinking about or you're thinking about that closet that's a mess or whatever the space is, that is some lo loss of focus of what you're working on. So decluttering your mind is huge. It has to do with your surroundings. What is, it, what is around you? Are you cluttered? Do you feel stressed about it? And then again, it's also about making sure you are 
focus on the right priorities. And a lot of my clients come to me, and especially entrepreneurs, we have so many things that we should be doing and so many tasks and to-do lists that are overwhelming. So one of the big things I like to really focus on is what are your key four priorities in your business and in your life, and those are what you should, your tasks should focus on. So really getting that mind a bit more clear so you can focus on the big important priorities versus everything else that usually is noise. So it sounds like basically time management and yes. prior <laughs> yeah, like prioritizing time management. Do you do you ever do time batching? Oh, all the time. That's like my favorite thing to do in, in terms I of I love it. Oh yeah, I don't know if you do it for your podcast, but I do it for my YouTube videos, my content creation. Mm -hmm. I incorporated it for my, you know, when I plan meetings out, I would I was in the or customers, you visit them all in one day, you're in the groove. It just really helps you get like tasks together and do them much more efficiently. Yeah, so how do you, well, first of all, I guess we should tell everyone what time batching is if they don't know and then oh, yeah. also and then also how do you do you do it like every a different day is for a different task or you do a different hour like how do you, I guess what is time batching and how do you actually use it yeah so time batching is when you batch like like activities together all at once so let's say you are a youtuber like yourself or, or myself I have a channel and you release a video every single week instead of doing that video every week you know recording it doing the script editing it and then putting it out there I would film I would write eight scripts in a day and then I would you know film the, in the next day eight eight right away and then I would edit them all at once just because it helps when you're already in the groove of doing that task you can do it with a lot of content creation you can batch you know maybe doing all your posts for the month and or writing them uh, you can do it schedule it if you're work on a project, perhaps you're saying this day is going to be where I work on this project for the day. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you're already in that kind of groove of what you're working on. I love batching filming videos because I don't like to wear makeup every single day. So it's, yeah, it's even just that, like to have the energy to film a video and also look presentable, it's like a lot. So you want to, when you're in that energy and that headspace and that, and you have your makeup and your hair and everything, I love to kick out like two to three videos at once. And I also like Sundays are my podcasting days. So these are the only days that I'm recording and I'll do like two recordings. And then I'm also editing. And then during the week, I also realized like time batching, you can actually do it by hour. So sometimes during the work day, like my whole, I have a full-time job in PR. So I'll do all PR obviously, cause I work there full time, but everyone has an hour during the day, even if it would, would have been a lunch break or just like a slower hour. Like it's, you know, everyone has one free hour. I feel like at least during the work day. So I always do like I'll edit a video in that hour or, you know, I'll do something for my side hustles, if you will. So I really love time batching. And I realized, so your passion was organizing. Like that's where this all started. But then you're mentioning also that you have a YouTube channel. So when did you sort of want to decide you want to put yourself, it's not just, you know, promoting your business on Instagram. YouTube is a whole nother world. So yeah. So what attracted you to YouTube and, you know, why did you start? So my, my second business coach that I hired, I wanted to really scale my business and do an online course that was scalable and I could help more people. So I hired a business coach and one of her philosophies was really YouTube, using leveraging YouTube to be able to get clients and to show your expertise. And uh, so it was, I took this course called YouTube for Bosses and it really helped. I, I don't think I would have been able to figure out YouTube on my own without that course. 
because it's not just putting videos out there. If you want to get targeted views and you want to attract your clients and you want to help the most amount of people, you need to have the keywords correct and the titles and your thumbnails and you need to have a strategy behind it. So I really believe in YouTube because it's the biggest search engine next to, next to Google mm -hmm. and that's why I started that channel. Yeah, I also had a YouTube coach right from the get-go. So mm -hmm. I joined the YouTube Power Hour Bootcamp. I don't know if she changed it. Oh, it's Zero to Influence Bootcamp. I started that right when I started my channel. And I think, like you said, there's so much benefit to that because it's not just, you know, going to a coach once you realize, like, oh, I'm not growing. But doing it from the very start, oh, yeah. you, yeah, like you learn in the analytic, like how to read your analytics. And also when you're uploading your video, it's not just uploading the video. There's tags, the keywords, the description, how to make a title, the thumbnail. Like there's so much that goes into it. And I mean, I really commend you for doing that on top of your business because YouTube is a lot. It takes a lot of time and there is so much to learn with it. And also... Just speaking on camera takes a lot. Like it can, it can feel weird at first. Did you experience that, or were you sort of like a natural off the bat? I really love, like I love speaking. Uh, that's one of my reasons why I wanted to start kind of this business as well, because I wanted to be a speaker and share share my skills and and passions with everybody else to help them. So I really actually do love speaking, but in front of the camera when no one is watching, it's actually harder. I find, you know, give me a big audience of people or even a TV show or people watching, it's fine. But as soon as it's just me and my camera or even me and Instagram stories, I get nervous. So I just have to keep showing up and keep doing it and force myself to because in the comments I see, thank you for that video. It really helped me. That's what I'm doing it for. Do you have any advice if someone also, you know, started a business out of passion and now they're like, oh, I should probably, you know, make a personal brand for myself and get my face out there, my voice out there, but I do not want to go in front of the camera. Like, is there anything that helped you? I mean, I guess you just said the comments, yeah. but is there anything? Well, the hiring, I hired a personal branding coach and, and there's lots of different organizations, even that are free that you can go and like Toastmasters and practice your speaking. There's also coaches that help you on, on speaking in front of the camera. So depending, if you really know you need to get your message out there, but you're scared like I was, or I, I would really hire a professional to help you. Yeah, I weirdly was such a natural when it came to the camera, but I think it's because I grew up acting. So like I grew up having to self-tape auditions and stuff and like practice you know, practice auditioning. I would have to film myself and practice it before going into the audition. So it really is just all about practice. Like the yeah. more you do it, the more you get comfortable. I just did a whole episode on how to, you know, put yourself out there and have the confidence to do it. And I think a lot of it is like, you don't have to upload it. So sometimes that's also liberating. It's like, okay, yeah. just put the camera on. And if it sucks and it's awkward, then you don't have to upload it. You'll do it again, you know? So I think mm -hmm. it's sort of freeing and liberating to know that like, it's not live. You can redo it. You can refilm it and you might as well just go for it. Yeah, no, I love that advice. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, uh, I, we're so focused on perfection, especially with shows like the home edit now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything else, it doesn't actually have to be perfect and we overanalyze ourselves. So just, you know what, a couple takes, put it out there. As long as the message is there, that's the important like part. I've stopped being so overly paralyzed on the perfection part of it. Oh, I like that. It's all about the message. As long as the message comes across, yeah. then you did your job. 
Exactly. And people always think I'm a perfectionist because I'm a professional organizer, but I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm a big picture thinker. I move fairly quickly. So um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. You would think you're like very type A and like strung up, but yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you're willing to really try anything, which is really unique trait I feel like you know if people start their business I don't think they're as willing as you were to just like literally do whatever a coach tells them okay you say YouTube's gonna work it's a search engine okay let me go put my face out there like it's it's hard but when you when you do have the confidence like you were saying you had that confidence of like well I know this is gonna work like I know my business is gonna work having that mentality I feel like just brings out confidence and a million other ways that you would have never, ex- like you find yourself doing things you would have never expected you were doing. Like for this podcast, once I finally got on YouTube and had that confidence and just was like, okay, this is gonna work. I completely relate to you on that. And then once I like did my podcast, it was like a breeze. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't care what, I, that's exciting. Like you could just throw yourself into anything once you put yourself out there and really believe in yourself. So I love that message. Mm-hmm. No, and it's just just do it sometimes right like there'll be there's so many coaches out there but pick what you want to do maybe pick like pick where area you need help with research two or three and just pick one move on right because yeah. often we're just so stuck on oh my gosh this and that just just move on sounds like the same sort of the same message when it comes to organizing like just do yeah, it and move on exactly <laughs> What you're donating, start donating 10 minutes a day and you'll feel way better. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need that push though. Like it's it seems so much more daunting in our heads. So on that note, are there any resources that you love or that people can pull from, whether it's books, websites, podcasts, blogs, like anything for people that want to just get started on their organization journey? Well, obviously, organizedjane.com <laughs> has a lot of resources. Like my YouTube channel has videos you can search for anything from your house to your business. And my books, the last one, Decluttering for Dummies, is excellent for um, any space in your home. I'm putting a shameless plug of my book in here. Love it. <laughs> but also, I, I follow a lot of other organizing gurus and time management and productivity gurus. So I, I look at my life and my business as kind of holistically. That's why I'm Life Biz Organizer. So really just follow someone who you you enjoy following or maybe a book that, if, if it's specific to your business, maybe it's a time management book you need to pick up or a decluttering book, but really what you need to focus on would be kind of my advice. I love that. Okay, well, we are nearing the ending segment, so it's called Fun Facts and Favorites. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of fun fact questions, and the first one is what's your favorite organization hack? Oh, well, other than my time cube, which is for more about time, <laughs> I love to repurpose old candle jars. Like when the candle burns out, I clean it out and that's where I put like hair clips and pens and rather than buying a lot of stuff at the container store, a lot of us use candles. So that's my one organizational hack. I love that. I've always thought about it and I'm like, oh, I can use it, you know, to put pens in. But that's such a good idea to make it useful for like your hair products and little things like that because I'm obsessed with candles I'm like looking around right now at all my candles I'm like instead of throwing them out yeah and instead of rebuying stuff at the container store that's essentially the same thing right but it's also cute like you get Mm -hmm. cute zen candles and it just it's a it's a nice little decor tip too I love that okay I know you mentioned earlier that you don't have a morning routine but I'm going to ask you anyway what's your morning routine (laughs) 
I know I'm, I'm so funny because I'm actually not I'm, I work better at nighttime so I stay up late at night and that's when I wrote my book from nine till midnight every night right so it's depending on where you and and I still need, we all need sleep right after I read the sleep revolution by Arianna Huffington the importance of sleep and productivity so for myself my morning starts whenever uh, it needs to start depending on client calls or what I'm doing if I do have a morning routine I usually get up and go for a jog right away and then I come back and I do my skincare. So I do a face massager and I do all my, my skincare to keep my skin nice. That's really what my morning routine consists of when I have it. So what's your favorite skincare product that you can't live without? My Clarisonic facial, facial Massager that literally has changed my skin. I love that. Okay, mm -hmm. my favorite question to ask people, what would be your last meal on earth? <laughs> Swiss chocolate. <laughs> I love how quickly you answered that. I'm Switzerland, so I, I eat chocolate all the time, and I can't live uh, without it. Mm -hmm. I am so jealous. So everyone who knows me, I'm, I love to travel, and Switzerland is my absolute favorite place I have ever been. So it is right? so beautiful. It looks like a postcard everywhere. We went to, I went with my family to Montreux last year, oh. and we passed this, was it the Fairmont maybe? Oh my God, we passed this gorgeous resort overlooking the water and there was this wedding there and my entire family knows like that is my, it won't happen, but that is like my dream hey, don't wedding. Say it won't happen. Everything can happen. <laughs> but how stunning. It's like, mm -hmm. ugh, I love Switzerland so much. Okay. Lastly, if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, my dad. Oh, he's still alive, but like, yeah, but I just love having dinner with him. That is such a cute answer. I love that. I love that. On that note. I don't live that close, so I really enjoy when I get to see him. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that. Okay, so where can the people find you? Shout out all of the things. Yeah, organizedjane.com is my website, but I'm most active on my Instagram at organizedjane. Uh, I'll really, I love it when people send me DMs about their questions. I send back free resources. And also my YouTube channel, you can find me, Jane Stoller, or Organized Jane. You can Google any of those, and you'll find my YouTube channel. So those are my main platforms. I love it. I'll link it all in the show notes, too. So everyone will definitely have all of your links. I have to read your book. I am so, like, inspired to just quickly, like, I was supposed to go for a walk after this, and I'm like, let's take 10 minutes to organize the pantry. Like, it's just 10 minutes. So I feel inspired. I think everyone else listening will too. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was lots of fun. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.